Welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rathbun. As you might have guessed, this podcast is dedicated to kindness. Kindness is a superpower that each and every one of us possesses a force that is strong enough to drastically impact your life and the lives of those around you for the better. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about kindness. And let's talk about how each and every one of us can use kindness to change the world. Welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rathbun, and I am joined today by an amazing woman, Beth Dunoff, uh, the founder and CEO of Fill Your Cup, LLC. Did I get that right? Yes, it's my honor to be here. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for doing this today. I really appreciate it. Now, Beth, tell me, now, when we first met, you said you referred to yourself as the dementia whisperer. Is that yeah. correct? Yes, I did. So does that have something to do with, with Fill Your Cup? It does. Um, you know, I strongly believe that people living with dementia are not their diagnosis. They are a person living with a dementia. They are someone's mother. They are someone's father. They are someone's spouse. And right. first and foremost, I look at them as a person. And that takes a special skill. Hence, the dementia whisperer. Now, this is not a skill everybody just has, right? You Correct. You you worked hard to, to get that skill. I work really hard to get to know my clients and understand their past, understand their interests, understand the foods they like to eat, understand the work they used to do, because that's, right. a, a, that's a life rich of experiences. And I use that to really connect because, you know, Mike, you might not remember what someone says to you, but you are definitely going to remember how they made you feel. And that's well, a big skill in being a good dementia consultant. Okay. That's so funny because I just, I just posted on my social media, that quote from Maya Angelou, you may not, people will forget what you said to them. People will forget what mm -hmm. you did for them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Exactly. And exactly. that's so, that's, ooh, that's kind of goosebumpy and goosebumps um, <laughs> that you should say that right after I posted that to the social media. That's awesome. There are no coincidences in this world. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, now I'm just like, it may be because it's only 50 degrees here today, but <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> so, so what made you decide to, to start Fill Your Cup? Well, I've been an occupational therapist for 30 years, and I've worked in all different settings in geriatrics. It's my favorite. Uh, years ago, my grandfather had a stroke, and I watched him in rehab. And I just was fascinated how you can connect and make a difference in a person's world. So I went to the University of Pennsylvania, got my undergraduate degree, went to Jefferson, became an OT, um, and... Occupational I, therapist. An occupational therapist. And okay. I just fell in love with dementia care. 
And I, um, I still work as a clinical educator for a large national firm. But I said, you know what, it's time to really work with clients the way they deserve to be um, worked with therapeutically. Um, I provide a light and sound therapy. I support the caregivers. And, you know, these are things that traditional insurance doesn't necessarily give you the time to do. But don't, we've worked our whole life. Don't you think that people with dementia deserve the time and the energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you mentioned caregivers. Oh, my gosh. Hats off to them. Because, yes. I mean, that's it's not easy. I mean, it's exhausting. Say it's your your father, your mother, or you know, an uncle, and and they've invested a lot of time in you as you're growing up, and then I think for some people it it's just so it, it can be frustrating taking care of somebody with dementia, can it not? And it's exhausting, and a lot of caregivers, you know, you don't you don't take care of yourself. I've seen so many caregivers wind up in the ER and get sick. You have to take some time, go for a walk each day, take a deep breath before you have to answer that question for the hundredth time, you know, ask for help. Those are three key things I can tell you that make the world a difference. I recently lost my mom. Um, Mom had a, a form of vascular dementia. Dementia is like an overall term, Mike. And there are so many different types of dementias. Alzheimer's is just one. And the numbers are staggering. Um, Currently, about 6 million Americans are diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And that number is uh, going to jump to about 13 million in 2050. And we're not ready. You know, I just know how exhausted I was helping take care of my mom. And there were great caregivers that helped out. And there were some that just really needed training. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they were more concerned about the paycheck than they were about my mom. Oh. Yeah. And, and yeah, because not only, you know, you, you hire somebody because you need a break, as you were talking about, to, to take care of somebody you love. And to, that's so frustrating because you hear those stories all the time about caregivers who, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they're forgot apathetic. about their. They're burned their, out. They're tired. Yeah. 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 So now is that where fill your cup comes in? Is you can, is. You can kind of give somebody a break from that? Yeah. I, I teach them skills to take care of themselves and to fill their own cup each and every day. And enjoy the joyful moments that they have with their loved one who has dementia. You know, there are going to be times when that person is a little bit more attentive, when that person can remember a little bit more and and just be grateful for those moments. Easier said than done. But man, you know, when I used to hug my mom and she would hug back. Oh, wow. it, It just it meant everything. That connection means everything. And the best caregivers yeah. that I had for mom were the ones that got mom, were the ones mom knew, she, everyone knew, any of the ca- good caregivers knew that mom loved little children. 
So they would show her pictures of their grandchildren and we would have pets come visit my mom because my mom loved animals. Right. And the caring caregivers took time to tap into my mom. Yeah, and that that's the hallmark of a really good caregiver, isn't it? Somebody who gets takes the time to get to know the person they're caring for. Yes. And personalize that experience. Yeah. And it doesn't take any more time to do that. You can still get someone bathed, but you can have a conversation about their past, about your animals, about whatever. And you, the person living with dementia feels heard. They feel accepted. Their, their resistance goes away. I've often heard of people with dementia being trapped inside their mind. Mm. Is that, mm. is that an accurate statement or? You know, it, it depends. It depends uh, what their uh, memory is like, what their attention span is like. So there are seven stages of dementia, of Alzheimer's. And it depends what stage they're in. But there are moments where they just can't get the words out, but they can still communicate through, you know, behaviors, behaviors that we might look as as annoying. You know, if someone is pacing and keep looking for the door, they might be looking for the bathroom. So oh, okay. you have to kind of dig into the meaning of those behaviors because they're trying to tell you something. Right, right. So it's really paying attention. Yes. Being, paying attention. You know, a colleague of mine and I um, looked at a resource the other day, and it was actually called the Dementia Dictionary. And you put in a behavior or a symptom, and they kind of give you ideas as to what it might mean. Okay, so my my loved one is doing this, and it says, okay, that could mean this, yeah. this, or this. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. That's an invaluable tool. It's fascinating. It if they're asking you a question repeatedly, repeatedly, they're anxious about something. You huh. know? And there are ways to prevent adverse behaviors. You just have to take the time and look at the environment, look at the triggers. You might be a trigger, you know? So you have to be able to take a good look at yourself. If you're feeling anxious, your loved one is going to know that. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I was just going to say, how could I, you know, how could we you be in a general. trigger? Pardon? <laughs> you in general, right. <laughs> I'm wondering how I could be a trigger. I, I can think of so many ways. And it depends on the person, but. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I can think of a million ways that kindness kind of works into this whole thing. Because, I mean, obviously what you do to a family with a loved one or for a family with a loved one is so much kindness. Yes. But, I mean, just being able to, to get to know this person and to help them. Do, do you help them communicate, the, the patient? I actually help my caregivers learn to communicate. Um, so many caregivers are so afraid of telling lies. And I, I have to say that the kindest thing that you can do to a person that's living with dementia is to enter their reality. 
it is so mean to keep repeating, oh, no, don't you remember? Your, your spouse passed away 15 years ago. You're making them grieve every single time you tell them. Oh, wow. So one tip that I will share with the public is respond with yes and. Yes and. Enter their reality and ask them to continue to tell you about their husband. Okay. All yes, right. And you had you have a great marriage. Yes. And he went to the store. He'll be back soon. And he called. He misses you. Yes. Oh. And tell me what your honeymoon was like. Yes. And that is the best thing because Mike, would you want to be told no every single time you get up to walk? No. Would you want to be told no? Every single time that you pick up the food with your fingers instead of a utensil, people yeah. with dementia are told no so many times during an hour. It's 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 not humane. Oh my gosh! I never even I never even considered that. I mean, yeah. I don't have anybody, and I I think we talked, and there was a a small moment where I got a taste of what somebody who has dementia goes through. My mom was in hospice care and she had a, a UTI and she called and right. I talked to her on Easter and I, I said, you know, how are you doing? She says, I can't find dad. Well, my dad mm. had died like 23 years later, mm. earlier. Mm. And so, you know, I, that whole experience and, and luckily somebody had told me, you know, don't tell her he's dead. Yeah. Because, and just like you said, you know, that really, you're making them grieve all over again. And it's so, so cruel and mean. But, um, yeah. And, again, that was a, a little tiny taste. That was like two days maybe. Yeah. she. I, I remember you telling me she had a sudden mental status change. And that tends to be, that fits under the... Um, uh, the descriptor of delirium, where there's like an encephalopathy, something's brewing in the body, a UTI, it could be their sugars are off or something. So it gives like a sudden onset of very severe confusion, which which is scary to, to see. I don't I know if you saw um, Tony Bennett and La Lady Gaga. Oh. I think I may have mentioned this to you when I yeah, first it's a great met story, you. Though. Tony Bennett can sing. Lady Gaga is so gentle. And she says for months they practice and Tony Bennett never remembered her name. Never remembered her name. Look, I don't know what type of dementia he has. He has something. And they were about to go out on stage and he says, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Lady Gaga. Okay, she had to really hold back the tears. Why? Because that's going to mess clicked. with her whole performance. <laughs> it clicked. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Now, and and is that common for people with dementia to suddenly have a <laughs> to have a, a lucid moment like that? It can happen. Sure, it can. It okay. can happen, and you can teach people with living with dementia. 
you know, uh, to use their strengths and be as independent as possible for as long as possible. There's no reason why you someone with that? dementia needs to wear diapers. There's, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. They can still go to the bathroom. They just might need a change of environment. They might need some cues. So you have to look at how you're cueing the person and what the environment is like. Put a put a picture of a toilet on your door. On the door to the because bathroom. Because they're not going to understand what's behind a closed door. Oh, my goodness. Yes. yes. So, and, and you help your clients yes. do this to, to help. Wow. Their loved one live every single day and engage to their fullest potential. So I look at home safety. I look at fall prevention. I look at wandering. I look at, you know, dementia is a full-time diagnosis and some caregivers only give part-time supervision. I learned that from a colleague of mine who was coming up with this incredible monitoring system that was very respectful. There were no cameras, there were no wearables. It just tracked behaviors. And there's so much new technology out there People don't know where to start. So yeah. I usually come into play in the beginning when someone first receives a diagnosis of dementia. So I can help them navigate a new a new lifestyle. A new normal. A new normal. That's yeah. such an overused term, but I think it applies here. It does. It does. That's, um, wow. But I want to take care of my caregivers. Right. And basically, yeah. is that's what fill your cup is That's all about right is. taking yes. care of i mean it, it's a tool for people with dementia but you're taking care of the caregivers in this situation and I'm that's teaching the caregivers how to caregive and self-care now has dementia always been around it just seems like we hear more about it in the last 10 15 years or so the testing is getting a little better um as i said there's so many different types of dementia, but Alzheimer's is um, the most common. But, you know, it's getting a little bit more press. Um, Bruce Willis has frontotemporal dementia. Robin Williams had a Lewy body dementia, which is more hallucinations. Um, so it's getting a little bit more press. Okay. But wow. it's, it's always been there. Then there's vascular dementia. So there's so many different types. And, and unfortunately, what affects your heart also affects your brain. Sure. So if you have a tendency for coronary artery disease, you're more at risk, not a correlation, more at risk for developing So because you have one does not necessarily mean you'll have the other, but Correct. you're more at risk for it. Yes. And there's things that you can do to change your lifestyle, Mike. Make sure that you sleep. Make sure that you're eating well and you're walking each day. And believe it or not, there's a new correlation between hearing loss and dementia. Oh, really? Yes. What? What's the connection? I mean, you mean hearing loss is a, is a hearing, symptom of... No, hearing loss as a risk factor in developing oh. dementia later. So, you know, people, there's multiple factors. The social factor, if people have a difficulty engaging in conversation, 
because of hearing loss, they're going to become more withdrawn. And socialization and engagement is essential for brain health. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So volunteer, get out, join clubs, keep working, whatever it is, stay engaged. Does this count? This, this does, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I see your neurons like firing. <laughs> oh boy, on all cylinders, yes. yes. Uh, wow. So, I, so what are some of the biggest risk factors? I mean, you mentioned them. I think all of those things can help to eliminate. Well, or, reduce your likelihood. Or you know? reduce your likelihood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely the risk factors would be heart disease, um, diabetes, um, older black Americans are about twice as likely to have Alzheimer's dementia. Than Is there a reason white. for that? Yeah, there's a statistic. Uh, Two thirds of Americans with Alzheimer's are women. Wow. But, you know, you can't change that. Right, you can't. The other risk factors, you know, you can definitely modify your diet. You can sleep. Sleep is a risk factor. If you're not getting enough sleep in your 40s and that lifestyle has perpetuated itself into later years, that's a risk factor. They're showing a correlation back to your mid, your uh, middle age years will determine your likelihood of developing a dementia. Oh, wow. So there's oh. lots of modifiable risk factors. That's amazing. And so you know, we that, could really be taking care of this. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the genetic factors, okay. It makes you at more risk. Even the genetic factors aren't a direct cause in most cases. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's this misconception that you have to be old to have Alzheimer's or any type of dementia. Oh, goodness. But they're finding you it know, in, in a lot of I wish I didn't people. have as many referrals as I do for people developing dementia under 65 years old. Wow. You know, and it's you devastating. I'm, I'm part of the sandwich generation where I was taking care of parents and raising a family. Oh. Can you imagine? No. Being in that sandwich generation and your spouse has early onset dementia. Oh my gosh. No, I can't. It's a thing. It's out there. But there's so many support groups. There's, you know, lots of community resources. And I just say there's life beyond clinical trials. Yes, you can get the pharmaceuticals and things like that, but tap into the other resources that are out in the community and I do have an offer for your listeners. It's a free consultation uh, with me. It's a $250 value. And it would be www.fillyourcupllc.com forward slash Mike. www.fillyourcupllc.com forward slash Mike. Oh, I'm a, I'm an offer. That's awesome. <laughs> you are an <laughs> offer. <laughs> this link and uh, and all the links to you um, will be in the show notes. So anybody who's listening, go to the show notes and and really, I mean, you know, don't be afraid if you if you need this service, if you have somebody in your life that that is experiencing 
Alzheimer's or any other type of dementia. Um, honestly, Beth is the best at what she does, and it doesn't matter where you live. I have a couple of listeners in England, I think. I'm global. As you long are as global. there's technology, I'm global. And you yeah, know, and, yeah, I we all to... are really now, aren't we? <laughs> You know, you want to get early intervention. Earliest intervention is so key. So if you're not sure, go on the Alzheimer's website. There are 10 warning signs if you're questioning if a loved one has dementia. Because, look, I don't always remember the date, okay? I don't always remember where I put my phone. That's normal stuff. But if it happens more regularly... Or if you find your phone in the freezer, okay, or if you're getting lost in your own neighborhood, those are some of the signs that there's something wrong. You can't follow a conversation anymore. Those are some of the signs. Great, great, great advice. Beth, thank you so much for being on with me today. It was awesome. And I, so it's okay if I forget a word now and then. Oh, that's totally normal. It's fine not to be alarmed. <laughs> Fantastic. Beth, Mike, you are thank a ray of sunshine on a very great day here in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much for the gift of your time and uh, keep doing what you're doing, lady. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you and uh, we'll talk soon. Very good. You can count on it. Thank you. And that will do it for episode two of the Kindness Matters podcast. You know, I believe that kindness comes in all shapes and forms, folks. And uh, and Beth is a, a very good example of that, teaching uh, caregivers how to relate to and understand and be more empathetic to Alzheimer's patients, to patients with dementia of all sorts, whatever the case, is truly a kindness, I believe. And so make sure to check out all of her links, including the one where I apparently am a promo offer. (laughs) That's awesome. I've never been that. Um, Thank you so much for the gift of your time, everybody. Um, We'll be back next week with another episode. And in the meantime, be that person who roots for others, who tells a stranger that they look amazing and encourages others to believe in themselves and their dreams. You've been listening to the Kindness Matters podcast. I am your host, Mike Rathbun. Have a great week.